Somewhere between what's written and what remains secret, Misfits Audio presents this story. Between the Lines. Written by Colin Thornton, produced by Jake Lucy, and performed by Jennifer Ann Scott, Rebecca Thomas, and Chris Marcellus. I eavesdrop. What writer doesn't? That I would never stoop to something so reprehensible as reading another person's private letter. This was different. The letter came to me, sought me out, as if it wanted to be read. A love letter, obviously. Pain radiated off the page. A man's handwriting in ballpoint, back slanted and spiky with loopy T's and F's. Each sentence ran downhill, dipping below the lines. The left edge ragged where the sheet had been torn out of a spiral notebook. A greasy thumbprint in the bottom right corner smeared the word tragedy. She dumped him, and like so many jilted lovers before him, the author slid a vein to let the pain bleed through his pen onto the page, believing that the right string of words would cast a magical spell and abracadabra. She'd come back and life would be feathery soft and dewdrop sweet like it was when they first met. Anything to end the nightmare playing in his head. Angry words on a rainy night. The smell of tobacco in the elevator. Contemptuous glare. Racing down the hallway after her, dim lights, peeling paint, the acrid stench of insecticide, music blasting in apartment 608, his last glimpse of her blue eyes, red-rimmed and glassy as she slams the door in his face, the mechanical clunk of the deadbolt, and a hollow interlude of silence, slowly backfilled with the throbbing pulse of angry rap from down the hall. begins again. An unrelenting loop that has stolen his nights, ruined his days, and driven him to put his feelings on paper. I brush the dirt and pine needles off the page and read the letter. I am still me, he writes. I will never change. Stubborn and arrogant? Definitely. Delusional? Possibly. Most of all, naive. Time changes everyone, and it will change him in ways he can't foresee. But while he was writing, he believed passionately in permanence. He will never change. If only his girlfriend understood that, they'd still be together. There'd be no letter. You never, never appreciated my darkness. Pure blind to the truths I've discovered. My observations on the hidden circus of life. I'm more appreciative now. More cognizant. Now why would anyone use a peacock word like cognizant instead of something really simple like aware? Purblind? Really? Perhaps she insulted him, calling him an idiot. By flaunting his vocabulary, he's showing her that she's underestimated him. He has hidden depths, a keen mind, undiscovered qualities. You're overcompensating, Romeo. He would never tell her that he's losing sleep, pacing the apartment, 
obsessively checking his phone for text messages and drinking, drinking way too much. Or that when he finally turns out the light and collapses into bed, drunk and exhausted, his internal projectionist fires up that endlessly repeating loop, every image drilling deeper into his dreams like a corkscrew twisting into his skull. It started with an argument about nothing. I told you, I couldn't help it. I waited for two hours. We just sort of lost track of time. Stoned again. She yanks open the door to her apartment building, races through the lobby like a bullet to a target, stabs the elevator button repeatedly. She hits her floor. The stench of stale tobacco in the elevator makes her want to puke. She curses the smokestack geezer living on her floor, the creep with the gray skin, yellow teeth, and coke bottle glasses who can't read a goddamn no smoking sign. No, not stoned. We were talking. About what? Um, well, you know, the Illuminati, alien abductions, vaccines, and- His whiny voice is infuriating. Childish, pathetic, barely audible over the rushing pulse of blood pounding in her ears. Grow the fuck up. Seriously, there's some scary shit going on out there. You want to know why they really put fluoride in our water? She bolts down the hallway. Three steps behind, eyes fixed on the red scarf fluttering between her shoulders. Everything moves in slow motion, as in a trance. Every detail isolated and amplified, indelibly etched into his mind. Ugly music. A bare light bulb encrusted with dust and grease, peeling paint, a cockroach scurrying behind a door jam. All that conspiracy crap? It's just paranoid bullshit. So what are you, Sigmund Freud or something? Freud. <laughs> That's a laugh. She pulls a ring of keys out of her coat pocket. Rams one into the keyhole with sharpshooter precision. Bugs Bunny could figure you out. You finished? As a matter of fact, I am. And you know what? So are we. You were cruel and vitriolic, so I won't hold back my feelings now. Myopic, shallow, and self-centered. An ocean of vanity, and a thimble of reality. How quickly his tone has changed from defense to attack. It's your loss not to have seen my potential. He underlines your loss, three times driving the ballpoint through the paper. To not have waited for that, not appreciate it. And now Laura gets to see it. Laura? The anonymous ex has already been replaced. But before he can be happy with the new one... The old one must suffer. Petulant child. She dumped him. And she's the loser? Sure. Laura understands me. In fact, my darkness is what she loves most about me. My world is infinitely different now. Not because of her, but because of me and my response to tragedy. That's all there is. The page is full, the backside blank. He ripped it out of his spiral notebook, leaving a ragged edge along one side and a greasy thumbprint on the bottom corner. Such an outpouring would have left him emotionally spent, limp, and exhausted. I can see him leaning back against a tree trunk, watching the sun set over the far shore of the bay 
Breezes rustle the canopy overhead, filling the air with deep forest perfume. Light bounces off the water and flickers through the leaves, gently lulling him to sleep. The letter slips from his fingers and tumbles across the forest floor. Sometime later, an hour, a day, a month, I come wandering through the park. A flash of white caught my eye. A windblown piece of paper wrapped around my ankle, dirty and damp with a torn edge and a thumbprint on one corner. I brush twigs and needles off the page, read it, and smile. Writers don't find stories. Stories find us. You have been listening to Between the Lines with Chris Marcellus as the man, Rebecca Thomas as his ex-girlfriend, and Jennifer Ann Scott as the writer. Between the Lines was written by Colin Thornton and produced by Jake Lusey. Executive producer, Captain John Tadrzak. All rights reserved. <laughs>